الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters this is a very very short surah of the quran sharif but despite it being such a short surah of the quran sharif a great personality like imam shafi rahimahullah says that if people truly ponder over just this surah it will suffice for them the surah contains the prescription for success and it gives us the direction of how to gain the success how to save ourselves from becoming losers nobody likes to be a loser if somebody is called a loser they feel bad about it if somebody just feels also that they lost out on something then that makes them feel down makes them feel low makes them feel depressed sometimes because they lost out but the thing is that if the person's priorities are not right then he'll feel down and low and miserable and depressed over losing out this too is in big inverted commas the word losing out here is in very big inverted commas so he'll feel down and depressed over losing out on things that he should be very happy that he lost out on to understand this by means of an example that if a person had stolen something Allah forbid Allah Ta'ala save us and protect us these are things that happen every other day every day every now and again we hear of something major so somebody stole some very big bundle of money from somewhere and now he is racing with this money and trying to escape with it so as he is going a friend phones him and a friend tells him that look this money you stole was actually something that there was a trap set for you because they were trying to catch hold of you that you are getting up to this kind of mischief so this was a trap set for you by the police these particular notes are all marked they are all the numbers etc are all marked so there is a road block in front and when you get there to the road block you are going to be stopped and searched and when they will find this money on you this is hot evidence this is concrete evidence that you are a thief because this money is all the numbers are all recorded and where this money was kept etc so you are going to be in big trouble so when he hears this now he is very very worried he is panicking and as he goes along he suddenly sees an open manhole the manhole cover was missing or maybe somebody else like him they decided to steal the manhole cover so that manhole was open 
So as he drove past this manhole, he drops his whole bundle of money in there, doesn't know what's going to be the outcome, somebody else might be passing by, they're going to pick it up, what's going to happen, he got no bother about it, but he drops it there and now he's driving along. And now he's feeling very relieved that if I'm stopped by the roadblock, there will be nothing on me. So I would not be arrested, I would not be taken to task. Now he threw away the bundle of money, it was all 20 rand notes, a whole big packet full. He threw the whole thing away. And what is he feeling? He's feeling a sense of relief. Why? Because he threw away that which could have got him into big trouble. So the point is here that this was something that was money and he himself went and picked it up from somewhere but when he realized the harm that is going to bring to him he realized the problems that is going to create for him he felt very relieved to lose out on it but until such time that he was not convinced about the harm that is going to bring and the problems that is going to create for him he thought he's going to be able to enjoy himself with it so he had it with him he was feeling happy about it and if somebody at that time told him that give it to me or don't take it he would have fought with the person but now he's feeling relieved what was the difference the difference is that he realized that this is something that is very harmful for him now so to create big problems for him so he rather get done with it so now he's not feeling grieved about losing out he's feeling happy about losing out because he's going to be saved from big problems he's going to be saved from getting arrested he's going to be saved from being thrown into prison he's going to be saved from all the disgrace that is going to come when it's going to become known to everybody that this person was a thief that this person stole money and he was committing fraud and whatever else so all the disgrace that will come will get splashed on social media it will get splashed maybe in the newspapers and what not will happen so now he's thinking of all these negative consequences that can happen and he's feeling relieved that he got rid of this. Now similarly, when a person understands that all kinds of sin and haram that people are getting involved in, if he is outwardly losing out on it, he's feeling very relieved. He's feeling happy in fact. Why? Because he realizes that I got saved from big problems. If I got caught up in these haram activities, if I got caught up in all this so-called merry-making, but merry-making in a way that is all haram, <coughs> that involves so many sins, then outwardly it might have seemed fun. Like that person, outwardly it seemed like he's got a very big parcel of money, he's very rich, he should be very happy. But that is going to create big problems. So likewise, this little bit of fun is going to create big problems is going to cause a great amount of difficulty and hardship. So the issue is that people sometimes misunderstand what is a profit, what is a loss, what is benefit, what is harm, what is in reality harm, they regard it as benefit, what in reality is benefit, they don't regard it as anything, or they feel that this is going to be more of a burden for them. So this is the biggest problem, the problem of yaqeen. That to the extent that we have yaqeen and conviction in Allah Ta'ala, in His promises, in His warnings, then to that extent we will do what is right, we will stay away from what is wrong. So likewise, Allah Ta'ala is saying in this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, وَالْعَصْرِ 
innal insan lafi khusr Allah Ta'ala is taking a qasam by time wal asr what is this qasam on time for this is a qasam to tell us that look what is the importance of time Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam on things to show its importance and for various other reasons as well one of the reasons is to show its importance so Allah Ta'ala is giving us the importance of time that time is something that is ticking away every second it will never come back and a person feels well let me just take it easy let's pass time there's no harm in relaxing there's no harm in taking a break within the limits of shariat but the manner of that of using time in a way that is destructive that is harmful that is something that is very very dangerous for us and that is actually destroying time it's not passing time it's destroying time but in reality we can't destroy any time it's the time that we used to destroy ourselves Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us so we have to become very conscious of time the time Imam Shafi Rahmatullah says that Al-Waqtu Saifun Time is like a sword Either you use the time to cut something that is beneficial now If a person has a knife And he uses that knife in a correct manner He might use it to slaughter some animal correctly He might use it to carve something He'll be able to sell that off maybe And get some money He'll use that knife to assist somebody to do what, what work they require to be cut something so he can do a lot of good with it so if a person uses the sword of time correctly then he will do a lot of good he will benefit himself tremendously he will benefit others tremendously and if he does not use it to cut things beneficially then the time will cut him meaning it's cutting his time from life one day he's going to cut his life completely there won't be any life left. Now we have no idea how much it has cut off already. Because it, we don't have idea what's the total. If a person knows what is the total length of a string, for example, that it is 10 meters long. Now somebody cut off 1 meter, he knows, okay, there's still 9 meters left. Somebody cut off 5 meters, he knows, okay, there's 5 meters left. And they cut off 9 meters, he knows, well, he's only got 1 meter left. But if a person doesn't know how much string there is, he's cutting and cutting, suddenly he realizes everything is gone. He thought there was a lot left still. So likewise, the sword of time is cutting our life. But it doesn't mean that if my age is 50, then I have got still another 50 years left. If my age is 40, then I got another 60 years left. If I got my age is 20, then I got still another 80 years left. My age could be anything. It could be 15 it could be 10 and I might have maybe just hours left I might have just maybe days left just last week or a week before in Benoni there was a young girl and 14 years, 13 or 14 years old she was fine, everything was well she suddenly just started feeling some pain some headache and they took her to the doctor they first thought well he's nothing in particular then it got more severe and uh, they did some tests and by the third day she was now gone already in a kind of coma or whatever and she passed away three days before she was fine just a slight headache started off and within three days she was gone 13 years old 
Now, 13-year-old girl who was healthy, fit, mashallah, on a recent uh, visit to Johannesburg just in the last weekend, some the ustad, etc., of the madrasa where she was learning, she was mentioning certain things, and she left some very good memories for those behind her of the type of person she was, how she conducted herself, how interested she was in her ibadat, in her learning of deen, etc., etc. So she suddenly went away at the age of 13. And at the age of 13 now, she is a memory. But mashallah, she left good memories. Now we have no guarantee that we might be 13 years old, 14 years old, 15 years old, we got no guarantee that we still are only quarter way through or we are halfway through. Allah knows best. We could be minutes away. We could be hours away. And once we have gone, our time has come. And every other day, people, young, old, everybody, anytime, there's no saying who is going to go first. That that old person staying in the house, that person will go first and the young person will go last. It very often happens the other way around. But then suddenly we are going to be gone. What memory are we going to leave behind? Are we going to leave the memory of a phone filled with all kinds of filth? Are we going to leave the memory of our friends thinking about, well, this is the person that actually encouraged us towards this haram. Are we going to be leaving friends behind who are going to think, oh, she did this and she did that and all those evils I don't know what's going to be the case now, she's gone. Okay, they'll make dua for us, they'll make some isari sawab for us. But at the same time, this is going to be running through their minds. But what, what she wrote, what, what she spoke, what, what she was drawing, and which sights she was watching, and where not she was going, and what kind of dressing she had. Now, if it was all negative, Allah forbid they're going to keep remembering all these negative things. It's going to send a shudder down their spine. This girl is gone. But this is what she was doing. This is the number of contacts she had, all illicit contacts. These are the number of people she was chatting with. These are the number of people she was now fooling this fellow too and fooling that fellow too. And the process shaitan was fooling her the most. And all kinds of things. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. Allah forbid that if this is the thing that we have left behind and then somebody is going to open up some cupboards to clear it out, what not they are going to find there? Somebody is going to check into our bags. Allah forbid what they might find in it. Somebody is going to check in some other places. What not they will come across. So the time for Toba is now. The time to delete everything that is wrong is now. The time to delete all the Instagrams is now. The time to delete all those other illicit contacts is now. Tomorrow... Tomorrow is a very far away time. It may never come in our life. We might be gone before tomorrow comes in dunya. So the time to make the toba is now. And all those things that might be lurking somewhere, hiding or hidden in some cupboard, hidden on some phone, hidden in other places, as soon as we can, the first opportunity we get our hands onto it, latest sometime today, Allah Ta'ala keep us alive to do that. Because we have no guarantee for tonight. We don't know whether we are going to leave the place alive. We can't guarantee it. There have been these instances where people went to school, they never left alive. There are other, every other day these kind of occurrences we hear about somewhere in the world. Whatever the reason was, whatever happened, 
Sometimes a whole massacre is taking place and 10, 15, 20 students, they came in the morning, hale and hearty, they're going to school. They had long, long uh, plans and hopes and their parents were planning for their future and so many things and, and they never went home alive. Their bodies were picked up from there by the mortuary to take, be taken to the mortuary or whatever. So we have no guarantee. So in any case, Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq, Allah Ta'ala give us the life to make sincere tawbah and give us a tawfiq to see tonight at least. That we can go and delete all these things, go and throw all these things away, go and destroy it, go and make few rakats of nafil, go and wet the musalla, cry in front of Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, you blessed me with everything, you blessed me with these eyes, Ya Allah, what I have been using these eyes for. Allah, you forgive me, I'm making sincere tawbah, I'm not going to go back to this. Allah, you blessed me with this hand, but so many wrongs I was doing with it. I was typing so many kinds of haram messages. I was doing so many other things which were impermissible. Allah, you forgive me completely. I'm not going to get back to these sins again. I'm sincerely repenting. And in this way, all the other various things. Allah, my heart was supposed to be filled with your love. I filled this heart with so much of filth. One is, we get physical filth. Physical filth, like for example, stool. How disgusting. To fill the heart with haram is worse than putting that stool into a container. That is something anybody feels so disgusted about. It's an example that you don't feel good giving also. But the reality is, that filling our hearts with filth of all other kinds of haram, that is worse than taking that filth physical filth and putting it into somebody's plate, putting it into somebody's pocket, putting it into somebody's clothes, putting it into somebody's bag, and somebody carrying it and going, can't even imagine it. Putting all this filth in one's heart is worse than that. The external impurity, the physical filth, this water will also wash it out. And a person thoroughly washes it, rinses it, three times he squeezed it and rinsed all the najis water out and washed it three times thoroughly but it will get park it will become pure but this filth of the heart the waters of the oceans also won't be able to wash it take the whole ocean's water and keep scrubbing that heart this filth won't come out with it but Allah Ta'ala is most merciful He is most kind Allah Ta'ala gave us the soap and the detergent of toba, sincere toba, deep regret and remorse in the heart, and sincerely resolving not to commit it in future. Being very remorseful, why I did this? I broke Allah Ta'ala's command, and the firm resolve I'm not going to go back to it. Allah Ta'ala loves this toba tremendously, and the person who sincerely makes toba gets rid of all those things that are haram, gets rid of all those things that were written that was haram gets rid of all those things that were saved here and there that was haram and all those illicit contacts getting rid of them, totally deleting them barring and blocking out those numbers and all those contact details totally blocking it out and all the other necessary things for Tawbah then this is that detergent and that water of Tawbah that will wash this heart clean so now this is the time that we have we have this time now to, be a, to do this necessary thing later later is too late later may never come so this is what is being 
mentioned to us, this is the lesson that Imam Shafi Rahmatullah is giving us, that this time is a sword. Either you use this to cut something beneficially, you use it in a beneficial manner, otherwise it's going to cut you up, one day there's going to be no life left. And it will totally destroy everything that a person had, he'll have to leave everything and go empty-handed. Now those who leave in a good way, so inshallah, we will also leave, suddenly we all might, who knows, when who goes. But if we've left in a good manner, we've left having done good actions, we have left having taken the messages of deen, having implemented the lessons of deen, and not take it like a joke, just this is a passing thing, these people would know the job, but to just keep harping on the same old things, and take it like a joke and just dismiss it, if that is going to be the attitude and the way that we will approach these lessons of deen, then the harm is only ours, for now it will be a joke, but when the day of qiyamah suddenly comes upon us, or other situations come up in dunya also, then we will realize that this was no joke, deen is a very serious matter. Allah Ta'ala has not forbidden us to be happy, to be light-hearted at times, to enjoy the ni'mas of Allah Ta'ala, but deen itself is a serious matter. Deen is a very serious matter. A person goes, he has a business, he has a job, he has a profession. So in the business, in the job, in the profession, he has his break times also, he eats his food as well, he takes his lunch, he has his lunch also, he sometimes has a small joke with some friends as well, some colleagues and co-workers, he has whatever other light-hearted moments with them. But then he says, business is a serious matter. If I don't pay attention to the business, I'll suffer loss, this business will close down. So with that relaxation, with, but he knows business is a serious matter, then he gets back to work. Person has his job, his profession, work is work, he takes work seriously. When it's resting time, he'll go and rest, but work is serious. So why? Because his whole dunya can get affected if he doesn't take it seriously. A person is studying, doesn't take his studies seriously, he knows his whole career can get jeopardized. His whole future in terms of dunya can just get turned upside down. Now, we take business seriously, we take jobs seriously, we take professions seriously, we take studies seriously, only deen is a joke, Allah forbid and save us. Only deen is a very casual thing. Only deen is something that, well, don't worry about it, mustn't make things too difficult, mustn't make things too hard. So to wake up early in the morning and go to school, to wake up early in the morning and drive to some university far away, to wake up early in the morning and undertake all... People are waking up from half past four, five o'clock to leave in time, so that through all the traffic they travel daily for two hours, two and a half hours in many places, in Johannesburg, in many cities, many, many people, they say they're traveling every day one and a half hours to work. Somebody's traveling one hour every day to work. Somebody two hours every day to work, depending where they're living, where their work is, and what the traffic situation is such that it takes them so long to go to work. Now somebody says, don't make things so difficult, man. Why are you telling somebody to go two hours every morning, you must travel in that heavy traffic, and then afternoon again, heavy traffic, and the whole day you must slog. Don't make life so difficult. Tell him, stay at home. Tell him, relax. Tell him, just enjoy life. So anybody, any straight-thinking person, any person with a correct understanding, any person who is not insane, he will think like this, then no, just relax at home, sit down, don't go and work, don't go to your profession, don't go and open your business, take life easy, why are you hassling? Why are you making things so difficult? Does any sane person think in this way? 
He says, if you're going to take that attitude, you'll enjoy yourself one day, two days, but then now at the end of the month, there's no salary. At the end of the month, there's no profits in the business. The business has shut down. At the end of the month, the boss has fired you. Now then the reality will hit home. That I thought I was enjoying myself, I was destroying myself. So likewise, deen, Allah Ta'ala has given us tremendous bounties and ni'mats to enjoy. Allah Ta'ala has given us and allowed us to enjoy these ni'mats, enjoy these bounties. Allah Ta'ala has allowed us to be uh, happy, has made things such that we be happy. That we be very, our life be very enjoyable, pleasurable. But there are certain limits. And when a person fits himself in that, that becomes enjoyable. So, unfortunately, everything else is serious, but deen is very casual. Deen is taken for granted. And whatever is being said is, somebody is advising us some good, somebody is giving us some lesson of deen, somebody is trying to encourage us towards some right amal, it might be our friends, our parents, our colleagues, our teachers, anybody else. Then, unfortunately, some one sector and some people, they always just take these things as another joke, as something in passing as something just to let it come and go now why are you taking this making a big issue of it but this is a very dangerous path Allah forbid it can become a very major problem and disaster for us deen is a serious matter deen is something to be taken seriously and if we have taken deen seriously and suddenly our time went now we will leave good memories behind not that we should do it for anybody's praise but then people too will feel very comforted, very happy, mashallah. Mashallah, what a good person she was. She did so much of good. She was always concerned about her salah. And she would be first to go perform the salah. And she was always encouraging others to do good. We didn't see her getting caught up in all kinds of filth and immorality and vice and sins. She was not the one to be sitting and talking vulgar things. She was not the one to be engaging in all kinds of futile talk. Yes, she was also happy, she laughed and joked, but all within the limits. She was somebody who was an inspiration to others. So now when we will leave memories of this nature, inshallah, others will be inspired, we will get the benefit. We will be gone, others will be getting inspired, we will get the rewards in our qabr. Like the great Akabir, they are gone, but they left such a legacy. Up to this day, people are making amal on it, people are getting inspired by their words by their works they are gone established his madrasa and he did all the other great work that he did he's moved on he's gone to the akhirat but the rewards are just pouring down for him because he did the good and he left in a good manner so likewise we have no idea when our time is up and we can't take chances. Shaitan will tell, will come and keep putting that kind of thoughts and vasvasa. And Shaitan will come and answer everything. He says, well, that one girl now, how many 13 years went? That one went now, maybe after, maybe 5% go like that at that age. 10% maybe go. So I'll be among the other 90%. The 90% pass the age through that, somebody becomes 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old. So I will be from the 90%. Shaitan puts us in that slumber and lumber, that, that, slumber and that deception but that girl also had no idea that she's going to be gone and this is something which is a very increasing thing that young people are just suddenly leaving so we need to prepare for that and this time well, Allah Ta'ala is giving us this reminder of time 
that look time is an extremely important thing don't waste the time use the time in a way that will benefit you use the time that will make your dunya in a way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with you and make the time especially to make your akhirat those who use the time to make the akhirat then the time will come one day we all have to leave we will really be enjoying the bounties of akhirat those bounties which Allah Ta'ala has prepared for his pious servant أَعَدَدْتُ لِعِبَادِيَ الصَّالِحِينَ مَا لَا عَيْنٌ رَأَتْ وَلَا أُذْنٌ سَمِعَتْ وَلَا خَطَرَ عَلَى قَلْبِ بَشَرْ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ So this time is an extremely important thing. Let us try and start becoming conscious of the time. One way to develop this consciousness. This is something which the Mashaykh call muhasaba. At the end of the day, before going to bed, and for our purposes, we should do it now, during the day, that for the past 24 hours, how much of time was spent productively? Okay, so many hours. How much of time was spent, for example, sleeping within the limits? That too is productive. If it was, we were fast asleep, it's productive because it freshens a person, it makes a person uh, alert and keeps him fresh now to get back to what his responsibilities and duties are. So basically, how much of time was spent in rest in a correct manner, mashallah? If that was spent in the correct manner, resting and sleeping, in a sunnah manner, with the correct intentions, then that sleeping has also become ibadat. So now we count that amount of time in ibadat. That six hours, six and a half hours, somebody seven hours. So that's ibadat already, mashallah. Because why? The intention was right. That I'm going to sleep so that I become refreshed and I will then make ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. I will study deen, I will do other good things, I will make khidmat of others. If I'm fresh, I can do all these things. So this is the need for sleeping because I need to sleep for this freshness to come. And then this body is an amanat. Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with this amanat. This body requires some rest as well. So to take care of this body, I need to rest. Now this is a niyat, but this niyat has made this sleeping also ibadat. And especially to sleep now, fulfilling the adab and the etiquettes and the sunnah manner of sleeping. So now we'll count that into ibadat as well. So the person was fast asleep, enjoying that sleep, but that six and a half hours, seven hours now is counted in the list of ibadat. The person spent eating maybe 15-20 minutes at breakfast or more, more than that, how much time is the person going to spend in breakfast? But in any case, two meals, three meals, so much of time was spent in that meals, provided is now within certain limits, but with the right intention, in the sunnah manner, fulfilling all the adab and etiquettes, now that eating has become ibadat, so we'll count that into ibadat as well. Then obviously, what is actually ibadat in the higher form, as far as a person's salah is concerned, somebody spent some time, tilawat mashallah, some zikr, some time in dua, so now a general understanding or a calculation, that mashallah, during the course of the past 24 hours, how much of time was in ibadat? Studying deen, with the right intentions obviously, in the right manner, that too is ibadat. And advising somebody with some good, that too is ibadat. Spending some time with one's family in a nice manner, in a happy, jovial way, in order to make them feel comfortable and happy, and to please their hearts, with that right intention to bring happiness to the heart of a mu'min, that too is in ibadat. Now with this little change of intention, we are gaining the reward of ibadat in all these things. 
So now we calculate all that, mashallah. So now somebody might come to 15 hours, somebody 17 hours, somebody 20 hours, somebody maybe more too. But then the rest of the time what happened? Oh, oh I spent some time talking, but those talks were wrong. Now to make istighfar, Ya Allah, you saved me from wasting the time in this manner tomorrow, or from the next 24 hours now. I spent some time, but it was in a futile thing. There was no good intention in it. It was not a, either any beneficial act, or if there was some kind of some kind of dunya benefit, but I didn't have the right intention in it. So that too got destroyed. Otherwise I could have made it very beneficial for myself. So, now we will become conscious of all these things. And Allah forbid if we detecting, we spend some time in haram, that is a very, 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 very dangerous thing. And it's something that's extremely detrimental and harmful, because this time was a gift from Allah Ta'ala, and that gift was taken and utterly destroyed. Like somebody gives you one very precious diamond, diamond ring or one gold ring with diamonds on it, whatever. Now when you receive that gold ring and diamonds and so on, then what you do is you take it and throw it down the drain, flush it in the toilet or whatever. So now the person who gave that gift, what he feels about it? It's going to be, your parents gave you that gift, they're going to be very happy about it. He bought this precious diamond, this diamond ring and gold and whatever, and this thing is worth thousands of rands, 50,000 rands or whatever it might be worth, 20,000 rands, and now she took it and she just threw it down the drain, it's gone, lost. Or she flushed it into the toilet, can we imagine, what a disgusting thing. Now when we use our time for haram, then it is worse than that, because this gift of time is far more valuable than all the diamonds and rubies and jewels and gold and silver and everything else that this dunya possesses. This gift of time is far more valuable because it can be used for something so valuable that the whole world can't pay its reward, can't pay its price. So, therefore, this muhasaba, to sit down and ponder, to reflect how I use my time, and to actually make some small notes, make some small calculations, and then make toba over any negatives, make shukar over the positives, and then make a resolve for the next day to do it better. So in this way, inshallah, we'll become very conscious of how we're using the time and we'll start using it correctly. Allah wa ta'ala, give us a tawfiq, inshallah, after the dua, for at least two or three minutes, we will sit and just reflect and ponder, even write down that in the past 24 hours, how did we spend the time? Let's do this muhasaba now before we wake up from our places. Allah ta'ala, give us a tawfiq. Allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakal shukru kulluhu. اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر مستعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله رب العالمين